1: James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio.
2: And it is Saturday morning time for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza here on 77 WABC. You are welcome, if you're awake, to call, to call in. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800 848 TOTO! And, yes, we have, I'm surrounded by papers. I'm trying to figure out where we've got so much. It's an overflowing of news, as there always is. So let's start with uh, a a good news story, okay? At least as far as I'm concerned. A judge has found that New York City's ex-mayor, that would be Bill de Blasio. His administration had no legal right to yank the license of Donald Trump's Bronx golf course. Now, Mayor de Blasio in his self-righteousness said that uh, he was doing that. They were going to yank the license of it after the January 6th, and it says in political insurrection insurrection so he was going to pull the city's contract unilaterally just said that and the judge um they referenced the actions of donald trump and his son donald trump jr and they say they
3: incited the attacks on the Capitol. manhattan supreme court deborah james 18 pays decision
2: said that uh, Ferry Point had no obligation to host a PTA-level tournament, blah, 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 blah. Long story short,
3: the city had no right. de Blasio had no right to do what he did, no legal right. More Trump hate, and it is finally corrected
2: by the courts. Jesse Jushi Smollett is back in the news. He has a new song now. No, we will not be playing it today or any day. Part of the lyrics of the song, he asked a question. Do you think I'm stupid enough to kill my reputation just simply to look like a victim? This is three weeks after he was released from jail after serving a few days and whining every single day of his sentence. And uh, so, just Jushi, do you want the answer to that question, really? Do you think I'm stupid enough to kill my reputation just simply to look like a victim? That is part of the lyrics in Jushi's new song. Now, there is a lot of gender and sex news, which is becoming, I guess, a staple of modern life in America. It used to be you got these stories once in a while. They are flooding the news media in America. There is a story close to home here in New Jersey. Guess what New Jersey's planning, folks? In case you didn't hear it, New Jersey has planned sex education lessons for first graders in New Jersey, which will include discussions of gender identity. Some parents and some Republicans
3: are outraged. It's a 30-minute lesson geared toward first graders. First graders. First graders in New Jersey
2: called Pink, Blue, and Purple. And the aim is to teach six-year-olds to define gender, Gender identity, gender role stereotypes, and that's what Fox News is reporting. It also includes instructions for teachers to tell students that their gender identity is what? It's up to them. Why, you can choose if you want to be a boy or a girl or something
3: in between. This is what? The liberals in New Jersey want to teach six-year-olds.
2: Part of the lesson plan says you might feel like you're a boy, even if you have body parts that some might people might tell you are girl parts. Why are they doing this to the children? Why are these people insistent on sexualizing these young children? You might feel like you're a girl, even if you have body parts that some people might tell you are boy parts. And you might not feel like you're a boy or a girl, but you're a little bit of both. No matter how you feel, you are perfectly normal. Well, hell, you are not. That is not normal. That is, in fact, abnormal. Normal Means there is a norm, what most of the society, what how most of the society would respond, a quote-unquote normal response. Rush used to say this all the time, words mean things. Well, the word
3: normal has a meaning. The word norm has a meaning. Hello, norm. Now, that's what you get in first grade. You might not feel
2: like you're a boy or a girl, but you're just a little bit of both. Little bit country, little bit rock and roll, little bit boy, little bit girl, little bit something else. These people are sick. Um, um, yes, so this is what the liberals are telling children in New Jersey
3: schools. A lesson plan for second graders. Now we go to age seven where they can up the sexualization,
2: raise the stakes on it. Understanding our bodies. It has an illustrated discussion of human genitals so kids as young as seven years old can use medically accurate names
3: for their private parts. Seven years old. Seven years old. A note to teacher says, being a boy or girl doesn't mean you have those parts. But for most people, this is how their bodies are. This is part of the K-12 through
2: Health and Sex Education Curriculum, adopted by the New Jersey Board of Education in 2020, that goes into effect in September. You've got just a few months, folks. If you folks in New Jersey want
3: your kids to be sexualized in the school, then you're on the way. A mother of two, Maria Del Mario Esposito, says she's honestly appalled
2: at this curriculum. She's debating whether to place her kid in private school, if she can afford it. Is this curriculum necessary? Children need to stay children. Their innocence is beautiful. I don't want their little minds filled with this very adult topic. Well, these people, these liberals want, they don't want children to be children. They want them to be
3: sexualized creatures from the moment that they're born, apparently, or five years old. Now, parents will be able to opt out of having their kids take part in the lessons. Yeah, and stigmatized. One of the parents uh, uh, protested that. Protested her granddaughter might be bullied or harassed. Targeted because of moral issues. This This is what's going on in New Jersey. Right in New Jersey. I wonder if any of you educators in New
2: Jersey are awake and up now. Are you woke, so to speak? And Or you parents? I wonder if you parents in New Jersey might want to weigh in on this. Now, at the same time, there is a debate occurring in many sectors of the mainstream press. The liberals are quite upset with you. Well, not with you, with 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 right-wing media figures that they say are using an incorrect word. And that word would be groomer. Apparently, and
3: there's a huge article in this in one of the papers. I'll find it at some point today. Oh, here it is. Right here. Groomer. Where is this? This is in the hill.
2: Groomer is the new favorite term being used by far-right commentators. See, not just right commentators, but far-right, way, way right commentators and activists to describe opponents of Florida's parental rights and education law. And guess who's outraged about that? Well, LGBTQ advocates are outraged. Just outraged, mind you, outraged that people are using the word groomers. They say that that feeds into a trope casting members of their community as pedophiles. Let's teach, I know, let's teach five year olds that their body parts, I mean, they may have boy body parts, but they're really girls or they're really something else, that they're homosexual or maybe bisexual, or cisgender, or gender transvestites, or whatever. And then
3: they wonder why people on the quote-unquote far right are calling them groomers. Groomer
2: started to gain traction as a term around the time the Florida legislature passed the bill last month. Those on the fringes, fringes, argue that opponents of the Florida law and other similar measures are enabling children to be primed for abuse by allowing such instruction to push them into questioning their gender identity. Well, I mean, why do you think it's being raised? I'd love to hear from some members of the left who have an opposing view to this if you agree that these curriculums are good and appropriate, please give us a call. You will be treated very respectfully, but I would love to hear what the other argument is. I would love to hear from any of those if they, it's totally appropriate for kindergartners, first graders, six-, seven-year-olds, five-year-olds to have these lessons. I'd like to hear from, if possible, anybody In the New Jersey legislature who passed this, you Democrats, you liberals who want these five-year-olds and six-years-old and seven-year-olds sexualized, I'd love to hear what your rationale is. Then they attacked Laura Ingram. She talked about gender education in schools. She called her segment Doom and Groom. Oh, that's clever. Some people might think that's clever. Doom and Groom. In another March segment... Ingram said the public schools have become grooming centers for gender identity radicals. Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene has also embraced the descriptor. Anyone who opposes anti-grooming laws like the one in Florida is a is pro-child predator. Stop sexualizing children. She <laughs> tweeted out the loaded term. That would be the term groomer, which is widely used to describe child sex abusers who are priming their victims enrages LGBTQ actors and advocates and allies who say that it's painting teachers and advocates as pedophiles. They suggest it feeds into a false stereotype that LGBTQ people prey on children. This vile and false rhetoric has been used against LGBTQ people for decades. Now it's being used to smear anyone who supports our community and any political opponent. A glad spokesman said in his statement to deploy grotesque lies about an entire community and our allies to support censorship reveals the growing desperation of lawmakers and others who are failing to stop LGBTQ acceptance. Um, excuse me, let me wait you on in, in on this here. Um, uh, uh, what I guess some of these folks don't realize from glad is that people have accepted the fact that there are, uh, other people who have very different sex lives than them who have, who view all of this very differently, who live other lives. That acceptance came a long time ago. There's no fight for acceptance. It's already been accepted. What is not accepted is the idea that children as young as four, five, and six need to be
3: indoctrinated by government agents and that the parents don't have a right to teach their
2: own children how. They view these matters and that the parents are being superseded
3: by liberal so called educators. That's the issue. And look,
2: I am not going to sit here and call people groomers because I don't, because, look, I don't find anything wrong with the term, but I understand that some people do and one of the things that i always maintain here on this show is that i don't want to inflame anybody needlessly so if people find it inflammatory okay i'm not going to i'm not going to try to do that but i'm not going to try uh, to 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 at the same time not talk about the issue i think there is something entirely wrong about trying to sexualize young children this age and I do think that this so-called education curriculum is doing just that. It is sexualizing young children. And there has to be a reason why people are insisting that young children be sexualized. And so if you are a member of the left, if you are a member of any community that finds the term grooming unacceptable or thinks that this is the right, right curriculum for children, let's just have a discussion about it. Let's hear your point of view. And you will be treated very respectfully if you call in with an opposing point of view. But I want to hear from people as well as those who find this appalling. I'd love to hear from people on the other side if you care to participate in the discussion. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. And by the way, we're having a Motown day today. We'll get into why in a little bit. Motown day-to-day here on the James Golden Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Have your first cup of coffee with us, and we'll be right back.
1: Bone oh, knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC.
2: All right, and then James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you back here on 77 WABC. Let us start on the telephones little bit early. want to get some people in and we're going to talk about other things as well. Let's start in Lincoln Park, New Jersey, since this curriculum is being laid out in New Jersey for New Jersey children. And let's go to Joe. Joe, welcome. You're a part of our radio extravaganza here this Saturday morning. What's on your mind, Joe?
4: James, I'm so glad you're you're bringing this out because people wouldn't know. Uh, I was a board member uh, a long time ago and I hope the individual boards get to vote on this. I want to know the authors who who wrote this, because what was their agenda? Uh, This is just incredible, James. This is the first I've heard of this, but this is scary. I I can't wait to hear someone who supports this. I've been in kindergartens, you know, just for fun to pop in when I was teaching uh, eighth grade. And uh, there's no way, kindergartners are going to comprehend this come on they haven't even reached the age of age of reason I, I i am so astounded at this james i i i am going to do as much as i can my grandchildren are, are going to private school for sure uh it's just this is scary i what's their agenda james
2: this their agenda this, is they say this... And I'll, I'll answer that question. There's an advocacy group, oh. and this is all in the story in the Hill. I'm the ad- shaking. I'm, sh- I'm actually shaking right now. This yeah. is this is scary stuff. And this is what they're saying. Oh. They're saying um, a woman by the name of Malaine, I think it's a woman. We never know these days. Malaine Willingham-Jaggers, she's the executive director of GLSE in an organization advocating for LGBTQ inclusivity in kindergarten through 12th grade education, said the presence of LGBTQ plus supportive educators and affirming curriculum is critical to ending the harassment of LGBTQ students who currently uh, experience higher rates of sexual assault and harassment than non-LGBTQ peers.
4: Well that's true. Uh, you know, that that happens, but a, a curriculum at in kindergarten is not going to stop it. This is just incredible. I mean, there there's bullying. I remember the last district I taught in was big on bullying and the 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 guy running it was was just incredible. And this uh district, I don't want to mention names, but was was really successful in stopping bullying. Just put it just put that component into bullying and and stop it. But don't teach. Oh, uh, James, I want to hear some opposing views. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go and and okay. And, uh, and please, thank you. I, I, wanna, I appreciate. I want to hear someone who supports this.
2: I do oh. too, and and oh. I'm not and I'm not looking to have an argument with them. but no, I just want to have, have a hear discussion. It. Yeah, what oh. is what is really behind this?
4: Because I are think they, a lot of are people. This, is this a religious foundation? Is you know, do they have the Bible supporting them? I just can't believe this. This is just incredible. My my kids are going to private school for sure. Well, you um, better check hey, on
2: private schools too, because this, oh, no. because you, you, I'm telling you, because some of the things that are coming out now of some of the private schools are just as bad as what, or, or just as, uh, just as progressive as what oh. what is being taught in some of the public schools. But I think this is outrageous. And and apparently many parents in New Jersey don't even realize what's about to happen to their children in September.
4: You know, my kids are grown. I'm worried about my grandkids. Oh, my God. All right, James. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it so much.
2: Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it so much. Now, you know, part of what I think should be present in in this discussion is why? Why? That's the main question. Why? Why aren't parents trusted to help educate their own children on matters as sensitive as sexuality? Why does it have to take place in public schools? And why does it have to begin with children so early? There's there's so much more news with on this topic today. Alabama has followed the lead. Of Florida, and this is when, and this has already outraged members of the LGBTQ community.
3: Uh, Governor Kay Ivey signed the bill that makes it a felony, a felony,
2: a felony for doctors to give children medication to alter their gender. And that comes just 24 hours after. White House spokesperson Jen Psaki attacked the Republican states. This White House is so hostile to Republicans. And what the governor of, of Alabama said, I'm sure, will totally infuriate the left, not just in this country, but around the world. Because what she said was, I believe very strongly, if the good Lord made you a boy, you're a boy. If he made you a girl, you're a girl. And you know that that she's brought the idea of religion into this. The left isn't going to sit well with this. The bill in Alabama passed 66 to 28. The American Civil Liberties Union has already said that they're going to get involved. They said it's the first bill of its kind to make trans health care a felony. Trans health care. The legislation purports to ban puberty blockers which it says can cause infertility and other health risks. Well, that has been, look, these puberty blockers were never intended for this purpose. That is not a scientific uh, 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 delusion. That is a fact. Puberty blockers were meant for a very specific purpose. There is a a disease that affects a very small fraction of children where in their prepubescent years, they start maturing incredibly fast. And that's why puberty blockers were used, to slow down their puberty when they're of the ages of five, six, whatever. They were never intended as an agent of gender change. And the FDA, and I challenge anybody to show us where the FDA has approved these puberty blockers for that use. Because to my knowledge, and if I'm wrong, I'd like to, I I don't want to be wrong, but what I have read is that they've never been intended for that use. And if I'm wrong about that, I'd like to know, has the FDA approved them for this use or not? And if they are not approved for this use, then why isn't anyone, aside from one or two outlets, obscure outlets, why isn't anyone in the mainstream press actually breaking down the quote-unquote science of this? You know, these are the people that told us all during COVID that anyone that disagreed with them wasn't following the science. Well, where's the science on this? Let us see the science. Let us see the science on what the effects are of puberty blockers at such a young age. And then people can make an informed decision about that. James Golden, aka Boast Nerdly, and we're here with you on Saturday morning. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, and we are coming back right after this.
1: Oh knows politics. And so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. <laughs>
2: Welcome to your Saturday morning radio extravaganza. How sweet it is to be loved by you. That's the Funk Brothers. For those of you who don't know, the Funk Brothers were the house band at Motown. Some of the members were interchangeable over the years. But, um, and they, and these, these guys played on so many hit records that you know and love. Well, Joe Messina, aged 93, died this week and his house in his son's house in Northville, Michigan, 93 years old. Joe Messina, the guitarist on so many of the Motown sessions, including What's Going On, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonders, For Once in My Life, The Four Tops, Can't Help Myself, that's Sugar Pie Honey Bun. Oh, we should play that. Sugar Pie Honey Bun. He was the mainstay of also Detroit's vibrant jazz scene for years before joining Motown's studio band in 1959. Now, some of these people, I mean, if you are a musician, you know these names. If you're like in the elite, well, not even the elite. James Jamerson is considered one of the most amazing bassists that ever lived. In fact, there's a story about how he played on that uh, Marvin Gaye uh What's Going On session. They they drug him out of somewhere in the middle of the night. I don't know whether he was hungover or not. I don't know the details of it. But anyway, he, he was playing on the – he laid down on the floor and played that track with his bass while he was laying down apparently for one of the tracks. Pianist Earl Van Dyke, Benny Benjamin, Richard Pistol Allen, And Mr. Messina helped form the core of the Funk Brothers. The article is in the Washington Post, which is unusual. And they talk about how Barry Gordy patterned Motown off an automobile production line. And it's an amazing story of Motown and how they came to be Barry Gordy's insight, the Gordy family. And if you look at the artists that came through there, and some of those artists are still part of the iconic American music experience. So we just wish condolences to Mr. Machina's family. We're going to celebrate Motown all day today here on WABC. But let's get back to the telephones now and talk to Kayla, who's in South Carolina. Kayla, welcome WABC Talk Radio 77. You're here with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurby. Good morning.
5: Good morning, James. How are you? Good, Kayla. So, I am a therapist that works with children here in South Carolina, and, you know, the common thing that we're told is that gender identities have these damaging structures and stereotypes that kids are forced to grow up with, and they do all this damage, and we need to raise gender-neutral children. So that they can decide how they want to be and be themselves and be free and this is going to improve their self-esteem and all this stuff and I'm here to say as a professional it's not true I mean I see these children raised in this gender neutral world that their parents or their school or whatever create for them and it just makes them super anxious and depressed I mean like it actually it's not doing them any favors Structurally speaking, with the brain, it's not even developmentally appropriate. You can want it to be, but it isn't. The more structure these kids get, the, the more relaxed, the more secure they feel. And be, telling them every day that they get to decide today if they want to be a boy or a girl or something else is actually making them super anxious. It's not uh, having this freeing, positive effect that we're told it's supposed to have.
2: Okay, you see this. You're talking to these children. The question I have for you, Kayla, is do, you, do the advocates that, that promote this, if you have ever talked to any of them, do they understand your point of view when you say, okay, I've talked to these children and this is what is happening? Do people Are, are people open to actually hearing what is happening as a result of the policies that they're implementing?
5: I wish that they were. Generally, they tell me that I'm mistaken and that the child would have anxiety anyway that the child's just an anxious child or they're just a depressed child and that they would have been that way regardless and that it has nothing to do with the fact that they're raising them to be gender neutral but I can see in speaking with them and what they're telling me that it gives them loads of anxiety to have to wake up every day and decide what they're going to be today—that's not—that's um, not healthy for young children to be thinking about that. They need to just know who they are. Okay, you're a girl. You go to the girls' bathroom. You uh, you dress, you know, however you want to dress in a sense. But like you don't get to, you don't have to decide every day in, in terms of like how you feel because they don't even know what to feel like a girl or to feel like a boy. And so they're spending all this time thinking, well, how do I feel? And, like, it doesn't – it it causes so many problems. They don't need to be thinking about if they feel this way or that way rather than just educating them that you can be a girl or a boy and feel lots of different ways. That doesn't mean you're not a girl or not a boy.
2: Now, Kayla, you're a child therapist. What about the parents of these children? When you interact with the parents, what are they saying?
5: Um, there's generally – Man, they're so defensive because they feel like they're doing this really modern, helpful thing by raising their children to be, you know, babies instead of babies, to be gender neutral. And they think they're offering their children this wonderful opportunity to not be forced into these gender stereotypes. And no matter what I say, most of the time, they think that... You know, they're doing the right thing and that the anxiety is coming from somewhere else. A lot of times, unfortunately, they leave my office and they want to go to a psychiatrist to get their child just put on medication instead mm-hmm. of realizing that this is the problem. Instead, they're wanting to go get them put on anxiety medication, go get them put on ADHD medication, um, antidepressants, even at a relatively young age, because the psychiatrist will just prescribe a medication. They don't sit down and do actual therapy, I, I, can, I, uh, I can count on one hand the amount of times, actually, I can count on one finger, the number of times I've had parents actually go, wow, okay, so this is creating an issue. Well, you know, let's talk about what we can do instead. That's one time. Normally, they're incredibly defensive and they insist that it's got to be something else and they'll go elsewhere. To find someone that will tell them that.
2: So they want their they want their own opinions validated, and rather than actually listen to an objective assessment of what's going on.
5: Yes, because I don't tell them that people shouldn't. don't you know, I never say people shouldn't be allowed to choose their gender. I just tell them, look, for your child, this is creating a lot of anxiety and issue within them they're not quite old enough to be thinking on this level and having to decide every day how they feel about these things seems to be really stressing them out, causing them a lot of issues. They go, no, that's not it. It's it's something else. They're just an anxious child. They've always been that way. Well, I'm like, you know, maybe the reason they've always been that way is because they've never had any kind of structure and child brains love structure. They thrive in structure and structure doesn't have to be restrictive necessarily. But they need a certain amount of structure, and they just go mm, no. Um, you know, we we will go elsewhere. We'll we'll get
2: some medication for this. Wow, Kayla, thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us. I just have one other question, Kayla. Have there been any uh, is are there any ongoing long term studies that you know of to actually uh, look at what the long term consequences are? Of these quote-unquote gender affirming curriculums
5: you know I have um, I'm always interested in what the research has to say whether it agrees with my personal opinions or not and I have a hard time finding research on that there's plenty of research on uh, people trying to show that uh, the restrictiveness of gender and gender stereotypes does damage on children but so far nobody's actually getting the go ahead to research that there's consequences for this gender neutral curriculum um, or for raising children in a gender neutral household Um, you know you have to get approval to begin these studies you can't just wake up one day and decide you're going to do it and I'm wondering if you know those studies are not actually getting approved because they don't you
6: know, want that data? Ah,
2: interesting. Kayla, please call us again. Thank you so much. You were so informative. Thank you for taking the time to call us this morning. We do appreciate it. Thank you so Thank much. All righty, James Golden, A.K.A. Bo with you here. Let us go to Musa in Patterson, New Jersey. Welcome, Musa. New Jersey is where battleground now, where they are implementing. In case you're just joining us, New Jersey will be implementing a statewide curriculum for children in first grade and above that basically tells them that they can choose their own gender, et cetera, et cetera. Musa, what do you think?
7: Good morning, Mr. Ner- 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 um, uh, I would like to, uh, thanks for taking my call, and I would like to apologize if I'm a little tongue twisted right now because I am so upset at what's going on in the state of New Jersey and now this. Um. Back in September, I gotta say October last year, a friend of mine was telling us that his daughter came home and and said, "Dad, can I can I say, can I speak to you?" And he said, "Yes." There were, and she's nine years old, by the way. And the school sits in South Patterson. And school nine is a grade school, and um, a little boy got up, and he was dressed as a female, and he asked the teacher, "Can I can I use the bathroom?" The teacher looked at him and said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, go." The boy stood there. And he froze for for a couple seconds, and then he raised his hand again and said, "Um." The the teacher said, "Yeah, can I can what what's what's going on?" And the kid said, "Which one do I use?" And the teacher says, "Use whichever one you want." So the next day, the kid came back dressed as a boy. What are these people are thinking? What what is going on with our politicians? What is first of all i'm muslim we're against homosexuality in any way shape or form um so does the christians and so does the Catholics. the muslim do believe in the torah and we do believe in the psalms of the christians we do read it and we do study it first and foremost where are all the religious people in the state of new jersey protesting against these laws and against homosexuality in the state of new jersey we can't, everybody cannot send their kids to private school. We had our son in private school from day one. And because we, 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 we was blessed with the, with the finances. Why don't the state of New Jersey allow the homeowners? Because homeowners tax is, it, it makes, is like 60% of our homeowners tax go to the public schools of, of, of the state of New Jersey. Oh, yes they do. Why they don't allow us. Why don't they allow us? To keep our homeowners tax, whatever tax goes to the to the club, and allow us to choose the school of our liking. You know, we got every mayor in and, and Patterson since Mayor Gray's been been corrupt. There, there hasn't been a mayor, a true mayor, since Mayor graves, besides uh, Pasquale. You know, okay, he did a little bit for the city of Patterson. You know, but it just trickles down. They all went to jail. They all got caught stealing some kind of money or you got somebody like in in north with cory booker he sold his own people out and why people still chanting his name like he was the hero and now you got eric adam and as a minority we're looking at these people like they are heroes, but now you got eric adam he's calling himself the 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 biden of brooklyn yeah we can tell exactly he's doing exactly what biden's doing messing it all up you you understand what i'm saying
3: i do understand we,
7: we we It, it, this is ridiculous. We need to stop it. I mean, we need to stop it at all levels, starting from the president all the way down to the council, to the city councilman. There's corruption all over the place. This is why we're paying high taxes. This is why we're paying high um, gasoline, gasoline, um, a gallon of milk costs just as much as a gallon of gasoline. Are you kidding me? When we got, when you can't even drive down the street without in a pothole. Every other street you hand in the paho, every other week, your car's in the shop. What a, and then the people, and the people, they land, this is why they land so many immigrants into the country, because they're just so happy because they're coming from less. So they're coming from less to what we have over here, and it's like paradise. So they're not complaining. And then us, we complain, and all of a sudden, you're racist, or you're a bigot. Or you just against the homophobic? Well, you know what? Your own religion don't like you. How about that?
3: Well, Musa, Musa, first of all, you
2: have courage to speak the way that you're speaking because so many people are now almost ashamed to espouse their own religious views and the religious views that they grew up with because they are called all sorts of names if they are devout followers of whatever faith it is whether it's islam whether it's christianity buddhism jainism sikhism whether it's uh whether it's confucianism whatever it is people are now almost ashamed to speak loudly or to speak up about their own religious values including christians and including the catholic church there are so many catholic churches now that now seem like liberal talking pieces on everything you know it's just like what happened so so, number one, there's that. And you have a lot of courage to speak up the way that, that you are speaking up about it. But I have a suggestion, Musa. Why don't you run for office?
7: <laughs> I'm not too young, and I'm not, I'm not pissing vinegar. <laughs>
2: Excuse my... That's okay, Musa. But, but, but let me tell you, you I'm don't not, have to be too young. You make sense. Or get or gather with your friends, and you guys, you guys decide to run somebody who represents your values. That's what is needed here, because for too long, these liberals have run unopposed, and they've run your city into the ground, and you have to take it back.
7: It, listen, it's a shame where, where, where it's going to get worse, and all, all I'm saying is that I'm, I'm praying for all the children all around the world, the ones that are, are being kidnapped, sold on the black market, the ones that are being abused, in any way shape or form is very sad is very sad that you know on a date you know and I'm I'm going to share this and I'm pretty sure because um you know I I'm I'm frustrated and I'm upset but I'm going to share I'm going to share this with 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 your listeners and um you know maybe somebody is listening to what I what I'm saying here but you know um the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi said to us that on a day of judgment, um, that, that, that on the, on the J, on the day of judgment, accountability for the children are going to be severe. So shame on us as, hum, as, as humans, as humans of earth, as, as humans on earth, we're destroying the earth where, 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 where we don't have enough, um, you know, we, we're not being kind to our neighbor. We're not giving respect. I don't care if anybody likes me, but you know, I demand my respect from people, and I Moussa, think everybody.
2: I'm I'm sorry to cut you there because you're 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 beautiful. I want you to call us back, my friend. Assalam aleikum, and we have to go. I got to take a break, but please call us back, okay?
7: Have Have a good day.
2: You too, James Golden, aka Bo Snirly here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Coming back, more of your calls after
1: this. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snirdley, is on the air. 77 WABC.
2: The Funk Brothers bring us back. This is the instrumental track. The Sugar Pie Honey Bun Four Tops. Celebrating Motown on this Saturday. Let's do the four-tops version of this before the show's over, okay? And we're headed back to the telephones. Corey in Wisconsin, welcome. James Golden, AK H. Thirty, with you here for our small radio extravaganza. What's up, Corey?
8: I, I I don't even believe this. Having been in the position, that I'm not saying everyone needs –
9: their significant other i'm blessed i have a young lady sleeping right now i was attacked twice as a very young first time i was a very young boy very very
8: young boy second time i wasn't so young (laughs) not going to get into it but i'm the, the first gentleman you spoke with Who said he's not? He's taken his grandkids out of public schools. Mm -hmm. God bless him. God bless him. I'm I'm doing everything I can not to just lose it in my own house listening to your show.
2: Oh my goodness.
8: And I'm 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 shaking. I'm I'm so glad the Lord above never blessed me with children.
2: So help me God. Oh Corey, 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 Corey. Corey, children are one of the biggest blessings that a person can ever
8: have. But the thing is, if anyone ever even attempted to do this to my children or my grandchildren, my God and Sonny Jesus.
2: See, Corey, you've been through it, though. You've been through it, apparently, as a victim of it. And you realize what it's done to your life. But I would urge you to just look at this. Look at the fact that you have survived everything that has been put in front of you. And you are strong enough right now to enjoy the blessings of life, as you've told us, right? Three, yeah. <laughs> James Golden, aka Boast Nerdly. Yeah, the little Marvin Gay there. Well, actually, the tracks. Corey, let us let's have a final word from Corey here. Corey, are you still there with us, Corey? Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, Corey, Hello. we just had a little musical interlude on your call. <laughs> Corey, I just wanted to say this to you. We're glad you called. I hope that it, it, people are hearing what you're saying, that children do need to be protected, and I'm sure you're responding to what is going on in these schools as part of it. And I, you, Am I correct in saying you think that this is going to cause more damage it, than it, it is, is going to pale. do anything else?
8: It is beyond the pale. And they don't understand. Falling victim to any form of predatory—I'm I'm sorry, I don't—I'm not saying I don't give a flying rat's patoot. Okay. okay, having been down that road more than once in my life, no, you—you you, you do. People don't freaking understand. It's not right. You don't—you—you you protect children. That's all you do. And like, like the young lady you spoke with. Who's a child psychologist? You know, child therapist. God bless her too. God bless her too. And and the thing is, it's not right. It's not what it does to a kid's brain is not right. Having owning one of those brains,
9: I'm. No, it's it's not right. Period. And you, they don't need to know.
8: They don't need to know. Got it. Childhood is gone before we know it. Why, why teach them anything else? I mean, give them structure. Just, just let, let kids be kids. As long as they're not jerks. Life's let, life.
2: Let them be kids. Thank you. Exactly. Corey, yeah, you. God bless you. And thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Hope to hear from you again, Corey. And you have a good day. And, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit sorry that the show has made you upset. But then again, I'm not because... This is bringing out, folks, what is happening in New Jersey, your state for those who live in New Jersey. This is real. This is not some, some abstract theory that is going on in your state. The children in your state are going to be affected by what these politicians are doing. And you need to, if you, whether you agree or disagree, you need to speak up on this. Because what people are saying is that this could cause irreparable harm. Let us quickly go to John in New Jersey. John,
3: welcome, WABC Talk Radio 77. Hey, thank you. Uh,
9: good morning.
3: Go ahead, Can John. You hear me? Yes. Yes.
9: Barely, but speak up, please, okay? Let me get you off speaker. Hang on.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea, folks. If you're calling in, yeah, not on speakers, it's kind of hard. Anyway, John, are you with us?
9: Yes, I am. Bear with me one moment, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm okay. kind of like, uh, I wanted to say I've been a victim of sexual abuse, man man, on man, uh, actually man on boy, Uh Lasted for quite quite, quite a few years, probably starting around the age of 10, and lasting until I realized that I could put a stop to it. Um, I have a couple of grandchildren, a boy and a girl, and they know that they are a boy and a girl. The girl wears a little skirt. The boy acts like a boy. And I realize that at some point in life, people might feel uncomfortable with that. Maybe wonder why I'm a boy and I like a boy or why I'm a girl and I like a a girl. And I get that. And I don't have anything against those people. I do have. I am against the the predators. uh, Bothering the little kids. And you say this as a
2: victim. We're running out of time, so I don't mean to cut you short. But see, this is what is... Now, look, folks. These reactions that you're hearing are from people hearing the news story. And what they are concerned about are young children being sexualized in schools. This is real, okay? We've got another two hours left. Later in the program, of course, we will talk to Her Majesty, the one and only Princess Di. And we've got so much more news to talk about, but we will continue to take calls on this and anything else you want to talk about on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. (laughs) Don't go away. We're coming right back.
1: Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio.
2: On WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York, it is indeed James Golden with you here, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, And welcome to our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Later on, as I mentioned, we'll be hearing from the one and only Her Majesty, Princess Di, and your phone calls are going to be a big part of the program today. We have so much news. I'd like to get to a few stories. But we are going to continue with your phone calls about this case in New Jersey. New Jersey, in case you're just joining us, waking up, have a cup of coffee and your bathrobe. Look at the sun or the rain. And wherever you are, because we could call from all over the country. Or sit out on your patio and look at the ocean if you're fortunate enough to do that. Even in Coney Island, yes. Uh, We're going to talk about, a little bit later, we've been talking about New Jersey, and we're going to continue to talk about New Jersey. In September, New Jersey is implementing a new curriculum that will sexualize learning for children in first and second grades and above, telling them in in, in no uncertain terms they can choose their own gender, et cetera, et cetera. This is called gender affirming. And there are a lot of concerns about what these children will be taught and why are they doing it. And we have welcomed people from both sides of this debate. So far, we haven't heard from anyone who says this is a good idea. But if you do think it's a good idea, please feel free to give us a call and discuss and tell us why. And, again, you will be respected. You will not. I'm not looking for an argument or a fight. We are looking to hear points of view. We are totally open in the arena of ideas to hear ideas that conflict or compete with our own. And you're more than welcome to call and you will be respected if you have a contradicting idea or thoughts. Now, we have, we are fortunate to have this program,
3: an association with TIP. And we have the Golden Tip poll.
2: Now, Tip are the most accurate pollsters when it comes to at least the last five presidential cycles. We have a relationship with them where we produce our own poll. And this month, we produced a poll on America's crime epidemic. I'm not going to go through the details now. We will do that on the Monday show because I want some time to analyze. I just got the the data this morning, and then we're going to also share that with some of our other partners that we're working with for my daily news blast. We have a news blast that comes out twice a day, the Daily BS. And by the way, if you'd like that, you can go to jamesgolden.com or BoSnerly.com, either one, JamesGolden.com, BoSnerly.com, and you can just sign up. You can also leave me a message there. And my team and us, we are reading all of the emails. It's become a little bit overwhelming for me to now respond to everything, which is just someone I would like to, but it's no longer possible. But I will respond to as many personally as I can. I read them all. And my team, I have an amazing team that's working with me. And we're growing our team to deliver more news, to deliver more um, real news and truthful commentary to you. We're still planning some other things. And so thank you. We also have a series of podcasts. And I would urge those of you who are interested in podcasts, not only to check out mine, everybody on WABC, is do, are doing podcasts, all of the hosts here. And Red Apple Media has put them on every single podcast platform you can think of. And Rudy Giuliani has, everybody has them, Charlie Kirk, and they're wonderful. So I'm doing a few podcast series. One is On the Border. On the Border, we are dealing with information that is not in the mainstream press. We are working with An amazing reporter, Todd Benzman, who actually is on the border, who actually is on the southern border, and beyond that goes to the southern border of Mexico. And his reporting is unique. It's often ahead of the curve. In fact, this Title 42 that is now subject to being repealed by the Biden administration could open the floodgates on immigration like we on illegal immigration like we have never before seen in America the projections are from Todd and from others that if title 42 is repealed this was the trump era law that specifically allowed us to bypass our broken asylum system because of the harm that could come to us during the covid pandemic if biden does what they say they're going to do and get rid of it we are looking at a surge that could be upwards of six million illegal
3: immigrants in one year alone, and already the, sur- the the surge is
2: growing south of the border. so you want to pay attention to that? I am also very blessed to work with an amazing gentleman by the name of James Eisenberg, who with us works out a, a a podcast called the future is now. For those of you interested in learning about cryptocurrency, blockchain, and all that, and if you you, you hear these terms and you say, oh, 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 let me just tell you what's going on with that really quickly. The world as you know it is changing dramatically. Just like the Internet Revolution changed the way we all live, what is happening with cryptocurrency, with blockchain technologies the financial worlds are in a revolution. And if you want to be part of it and not and not left behind, you should consider coming up to speed on it. And that's what we do on the future is now. We're bringing people up to speed on cryptocurrency, on blockchain, on how all of the financial institutions and in the world is are starting to change. Now, not in the future. Now, you keep hearing about NFTs and all this stuff. We talk about all of that. Then we have science is golden. And we're talking with one of the preeminent scientists in the world, Michael Gillum. And we discuss everything from astronomy and what's happening in that world to environmental sciences. And it's... And it's just brilliant. I love that, by the way, because I'm kind of a science geek, even though I didn't do well in science in school. And then we have some one-offs. This week we had a podcast with Peter Schweitzer, and he's going through everything that is taking place, not just with Hunter Biden,
3: but with the Republicans and their relationship with China. So we've got a lot on the table. Now, that shameless
2: promotion there. Again, jamesgolden.com, you can, you can reach me. And make sure to check out Red Apple Media's podcast. You can go to WABC, wabcradio.com, and go under all the podcasts and see what incredible podcasts are being offered up every week here. Remember, by the way, Larry Kudlow comes on after this show. And later tonight, music
3: radio, 77 WABC. So here's a story. And I, look, it's not funny.
2: And, And I don't want to, I don't want anybody to think I'm making fun of what happened here. I'm not. But I just think this is sadly ironic. Talk about gender. This is what boys do.
3: Because boys we tend to think we're invincible. A Florida boy, 16, was killed this week after he and at least two of his other friends took turns
2: shooting each other while wearing body armor. Joshua Venning, Colton Whitler, both 17, arrested. They're going to be tried as adults in connection with the shooting incident, Sonny, uh, Sunday in Bellevue, Florida. That's about 70 miles northwest of Orlando.
3: And the victim, Christopher Leroy Broad, was killed. They responded to a call, police did, and found the boy in the
2: residence suffering from a gunshot wound, taken to the hospital. He died. They, of course, who doesn't, in this generation... Recorded
3: it on video. Everything's on video. Vinning initiated the shooting game game
2: after he produced a firearm and a bulletproof vest and asked if they had ever seen anyone get shot with a bulletproof vest on. So boys being boys, what did they do? Oh, oh, wow. That sounds like fun. Let's do it. Let's put on a bulletproof vest and let's shoot some live rounds at ourselves. And let's see how we can, we can
3: live through being shot with a bulletproof vest on. And it ended badly. This is the kind of things, parents of boys, you know exactly what I'm talking about.
2: These are the kind of things that boys do because boys are incredibly stupid. At moments in their lives. And I say that because I've been incredibly stupid as a boy. I remember, and not even as a boy, as a young man, I remember the first time I got a pressure washer that was like one of those 2,600 PSI things. I mean, and I said, wow, I wonder what would happen if I, if I, if I wonder what this feels like on my skin.
3: Now, any. Anybody else would just say, stop right there,
2: you idiot. You're not supposed to put a pressure washer against your skin and turn it on. But no, I had to be curious. So I did it. And of course, the skin on my arm came off. And it's like, wow, I'm bleeding. So that's what it does. And then you go get bandaged up. I went. I remember when I was talking with, uh, one of the medical professionals that I had to interact with after I did that, they said, "Well, how did you do this?" And I, I, I admitted it. I said, well, "Well, I wanted to see what would happen if I used my pressure washer and it touched." And they just
3: looked and said, "You know what? You're stupid." Well, this is—I mean, this this in Florida, it almost
2: sounds like something that comes out of a South Park episode, and then. Oh, guys, let's see what happens if we shoot ourselves with bulletproof vests. Oh, damn, we kill Kenny. Well, who does this? Boys do this. Boys do incredibly stupid things when they're boys and until they become men. And even then, they do incredibly stupid things, but they at least start to mature when they're in their 20s a little bit. There is a difference between boys and girls. And at least while they're younger, girls are much smarter than boys. They wouldn't say, most girls, these wouldn't say to themselves, hey, let's shoot each other with bulletproof vest on and see whether we'll survive. That's not something that most girls would do. It is entirely something
3: that stupid-ass boys would do. And then you get, oh damn, we kill Kenny. James
2: Golden, WABC Talk Radio 77. <laughs> We're coming back. More of your phone calls right after this.
1: Entertaining and informative. James Golden, Bo Snurgly, is on the air. 77 WABC.
2: WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. The four tops. Bring us back. Funk Brothers underneath. That's right. Can't help myself. I love you. Nobody. The most amazing, beautiful person. Yes, beyond rhyme or reason. Uh, that's Motown. We're celebrating Motown today. One of the original Funk Brothers has passed away at age ninety-three. This record, I, I've told the story before. This was the first single that I ever bought. Well, my brothers and my brother and my sister, our mom uh, took us to Great Houston Mills. You know, back when that was open on Long Island. And we we, we went to the uh, record section and we were allowed to, all of us, you know, figure out which single we wanted to buy. And so this was the first record, the first single that we ever bought. It's amazing how that can leave an impression on you. I wonder what was some of the first, what was the first record you ever bought? If you'd like, if you let us know. Uh, Speaking of... um, entertainment or not guess who, guess who has another, yet another sequel coming Beverly Hills Cop 4 is being produced for Netflix and yes it's going to star according to the Hollywood Reporter it is going to star
3: Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy the last time they did this Beverly Hills Cop 3 was in 1994,
2: and it kind of bombed. So it makes you wonder why in the world they're going to do Beverly Hills Cop number four. Nora O'Donnell. Now, Nora O'Donnell has been in the news a lot. People have kind of taken to writing stories about how, how shall we say this, how unfriendly her reign is as news queen over there at CBS. Well, and there were all kinds of stories suggesting that she might not get another contract. She has. They signed her again. Look, I don't watch CBS news in the evening with Nora ever. So doesn't matter to me. But she got signed again from BP from American Wire News. This one's from AmericanWireNews.com, dot com, which is becoming a real force in conservative news and news that is alternative mainstream media news, and news that is just fair,
3: to, to plagiarize a phrase, fair and balanced. Liberal comedian John Stewart, these days complaining about white resentment,
2: and he says in a podcast now that the American dream is
3: a fallacy. It's a fallacy. A fallacy. I wonder if you agree with that. You can find that
2: story at AmericanWireNews.com. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because you can go find it. And what do you need to know? John Stewart, the hero of the left, the American dream is a fallacy. While he's, by the way, living the American dream, like so many others in the elite left. Daily Mail UK has identified the Russian general who is responsible for that deadly railway station attack that killed dozens and dozens of Ukrainian civilians. And what is happening in Ukraine is appalling. And all one has to do is look at the headlines. The atrocities keep mounting up, and it makes you wonder whether Vladimir Putin Putin, will ever, ever be brought to account. Elon Musk, who is becoming a major force in so many different areas of worldwide policy, as you know, took a huge stake in Twitter, and he is going to address the Twitter staff. He's having a Q&A meeting with them because some of the Twitter staff people are concerned that old Elon Musk is a supporter
3: of free speech. Quite amazing. Yesterday in New York, it happened again. This time, the victim is 16 years old. Angelia Yumbo, 16 year old, the latest casualty
2: in New York City's spiraling gun crisis. That's what it's called in the New York
3: Post. When two brazen criminals opened fire on a block, a a block away from the University Prep Charter High School, one forty-five
2: in the afternoon, she was struck and killed. Two other teenagers were also struck.
3: Her family is beyond distraught. They describe her as a loving, caring young girl,
2: family still in disbelief. Can't believe this has happened. She's a straight-A student, says her family, and a beautiful soul. And now that beautiful soul has been taken from her family, from her loved ones, and from this earth. Another act of violence, random violence, in the city of New York where these out-of-control gang bangers roam the streets. If they're caught and locked up, they're released. This is what Democrats have done. Well, why are you blaming the Democrats? I'm blaming the Democrats because they have allowed this city to become one where innocent people's lives are taken and the criminals are not put behind bars and no message is sent to the criminal class that they will pay and be held accountable for what they do. That's why I'm blaming Democrats. And the people responsible for these reform laws that continue to let these these bail reform laws under the guise of racial equality are allowing innocent men, women, and children all over the city to be killed. Our Mayor Eric G.Q. Adams runs his mouth about how he's going to solve the crime problems here. Crime under Mayor Eric G.Q. Adams has gone up over Forty five percent since he's taken office. Meanwhile, he can show up at every fashion show, every Broadway show where he can get a good photo op. He can also let the elite athletes. And entertainers off the hook when it comes to following New York laws on vaccinations, but he can't find it in his heart to rehire the city workers who are fired because of that unfair mandate. And, of course, he tells people in Florida where he's protesting the parents' right to determine their own kids' sexual education, he tells them, well, come to New York where you can speak freely. Come to New York. Only he fires a lawyer who speaks freely about his mask mandate. Fired within hours. New Yorkers do a change, folks. I don't know how much longer you want to put up with this, just like I don't know how much longer the people in New Jersey wanna put up with what's happening there. Let us go in fact to Leonardo in Essex County, New Jersey. Eric, welcome. Thank you for holding. You've been holding a while, Leonardo. We appreciate that. And thank you so much for calling.
10: Hello, uh, Bo, great show today. I you know, was I was saying my rosary, I'm a Roman Catholic Italian descent. And, you know, it's amazing. But as soon as you said it was Felito Murfelini, our fake governor, who was not really elected in New Jersey because they changed the votes in the middle of the night like they did with the Trump election. uh, Now uh, they always have to overreach. Hopefully they'll get knocked out and Jersey won't wind up a a one party state. But the last time I talked to you, Bo, it was about the Rat Kingdom and they're using the same uh, marxist cultural techniques to get their hands there it seems like you know these democrats or demon rats or leftists or communists whatever you want to call them they're obsessed with either killing preborn children uh post birth children if they can't kill them then they want to break their minds and confuse them so that you know i i, I just look at it as it's chaos causing chaos and confusion so that the uh the next thing is domination it's a satanic religion of sorts
2: wow leonardo i wonder leonardo if people follow all of that that you said and yes i do refer to disney as the rodent kingdom <laughs> the, the rodent We're talking, kingdom we
10: talking and i remember you said that did, yep. did rush used to call it that also
2: no, no 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 this is what james has come up with james goes the, the rodent kingdom because right. i look i've never understood uh, I, i'll just tell you how it originated I didn't mean it politically. I just never have understood America's fascination with rodents, like rats. I've never understood it. It's like I went to a Chuck E. Cheese once, and I I pull up outside. My friends were having a birthday party for one of their kids, and they invited me. This is one I had to go to because I've known their kids since they were like little, little people, and they weren't being sexualized, I can tell you that, at that age. They were just having good old kid fun back then, going to Chuck E. Cheese. And I remember pulling up to Chuck E. Cheese, and I see this rodent out, and I'm like, what the hell? Do I want to go into a place with a rodent on the outside? What's this fascination with rats? And then, of course, with Mickey Mouse and Disney. I would tell those of you fans of South Park, I can't get into this too deep, but there's an episode called The Ring. And it, it really, the rodent kingdom, Mickey Mouse, the whole bit, so I always said, okay, here's another empire built on a rodent, or in this case, Mr. and Mrs. Rodent, Mickey and Minnie. And I've just never understood our fascination with rats and humanizing rats.
3: Exactly. Rats, so. it's, it's rats the came from, right, the, the plague. What was the plague caused by?
10: By rodents. That's so, right.
3: Go ahead, Leonardo,
2: last word is yours.
10: Yeah, I just wanted to say that's to bring the human being down to the level of the rat, and they want to promote the animals, To They're so important nowadays. I'm an animal lover. My wife and I have many pets for decades. I'm almost 70 years old. But this is, uh, you know, not the old-fashioned, traditional Christian uh, view of, you know, uh, the Bible view of why the animals are here. Uh, We're not supposed to – you see the little children, Bo, that are walking around with their hair uh, in the two buns, and they look like mice and rats. This is what they're doing to the children. They're trying to break their identity structure at a young age so as to manipulate them.
3: Wow. Look, I so appreciate the call.
2: Thank you so much. we got to run to a break, Leonardo. Thank you for calling. Love the call, bro. Be in touch. Stay in touch with us here. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Sterling on WABC Talk Radio 77.
11: law.com Frank Bruno.
12: He's your numero uno.
1: Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now here's the soul of excellence. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC.
2: i am Are you here? Yeah, I'm here. I'm enjoying this. It just took me back in my memories. <laughs> I saw The Temptations, the original Temptations with David Ruffin, who's the lead singer here. Our next door neighbor. This is one of the things. Oh, man, life was so idyllic back then. I had no idea what adulthood would be like. Our next door neighbor who was older than us, Kylie Belton. Callie took us, uh, some of us, uh, the kids next door, she took us to go see The Temptations at the Apollo Theater. And they had on, if you've ever seen their album covers, those iconic kind of green, lime green, Nehru jacket, straight pants, suits. those That fashion, by the way, is coming back. And so we saw them perform this and the other hits. Hey, hey, hey at the world-famous Apollo Theater on 125th Street. And I was just sitting here listening to it. I got lost in the song, just bringing back so many memories. I think David Ruffin has the most... His vocal performances are just incredible. Incredible. You vocalists, you singers, you know what I mean. Makes it all sound so easy, too. Anyway, let's head back to the telephones. Tommy, Brooklyn, New York. Welcome, WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you?
0: Good morning. everyone. check it out. Well, that's a big off speaker. Uh good morning, Bo, aka Boaster uh James Golden. Um yep. I'd like to make a com- comment on section two two five one of Title Eighteen of the Parents uh Parental Rights Bill, but I'd like to make something I'd like to say something to your callers first, a couple of callers. Um there's a guy, Corey, you called up. I, I know you're in, I know you're paying, Corey. God is holding you in your right now, and you're not a victim anymore. You're a survivor. God bless. Um there's a helpline. Uh, there's a helpline from RAIN. R A I N N, and anyone can get help from them. It's the Rape Abuse and Incest Network, National Network. Give them a shout. Maybe they can help you out, man. Just want to let you know before I make this comment. Thirty-two percent of abused children attend, attempt suicide, and forty-three percent think about it often. I don't know if that's that how accurate that is, but uh, I know a lot of people. I am a victim myself, so. So where am I going at is uh, this so-called gay bill. I have an issue with it. You know, what exactly is age appropriate and who determines that? Are parents involved with this decisions about what is appropriate? You know, sex offenders are very intelligent and manipulative. Um, I was a victim of child abuse. Now I'm a survivor as an adult. You know, I have a lot of sufferings going on with my life, but uh, I suffer from PTSD and it's not fun, believe me um i worry this will embolden the pedophiles this bill you know teach you know when you teach these young children you know and make them curious and maybe easier to manipulate into a pedophile's web of deceit you know pedophiles hide in many positions where they can encounter prey and coax into an inappropriate situation you know um and it will make kids curious and easier to manipulate it just bothers me that we're going in this direction you know
2: Now, I read a story when I did the New Jersey story, uh, Tommy, I read another story as well that many people in um, the LGBT plus community are outraged that uh, right-wingers, they say far-right-wingers, are using the term grooming, and they say that talking about people and teachers and the school bill using the context of grooming is using an anti-homosexual trope that it is creating homophobia, that it is outrageous to think that these teachers, the teachers that are teaching these young children about sexual gender are pedophiles, that that's not the case at all. And uh, what do you say to that? I mean, this is, and the reason I'm bringing this up today, folks, is because in New Jersey, if you have not heard, starting in September, first graders statewide in New Jersey, are going to have a curriculum imposed on them where they will be told that they have a choice of which gender they are. They're going to start being uh, made aware of their uh, gender identities and then they up the ante in the second grade and they start teaching kids more involved uh, discussions about their sexuality. While these children are five, six, seven, well five is kindergarten, six and seven years old in New Jersey and I don't understand why this is happening. This is now a policy, a a statewide policy in New Jersey, and that's where the discussion point started during our first hour today. Then I brought up this, this just, I wanted to get this out there because there are members of the LGBTQ plus community who are really upset. Not at the legislation that is now passed in Florida, in Alabama. They've made it now Illegal to dispense these puberty blockers to children and some of these other quote-unquote gender-affirming medicines. And the LGBT community supposedly, according to what I'm reading in the paper today, is upset that people are saying, um, Tommy, what you've just said, that, that there is pedophilia involved in some of this and that people are being groomed for pedo- that, that people that are implementing these policies are also uh, grooming children to accept their sexuality early so that they can be manipulated by pedophiles. Now, Tommy, you said you have been a victim of pedophilia, and so you're yeah. approaching this from an entirely different perspective. Do these people that are saying it's wrong to call them groomers can you see that they have any merit? That you are disparaging them?
0: Yes, in a way. I do, I don't want to disparage any of the teachers um, that are doing this because they're forced to do it, or even if they even if it's a love for teaching or whatever their reason is. And I don't want to disparage them for you know as being pedophiles. But what I'm concerned about is because the pedophiles hide. In these in in positions such as this, you know, now more pedophiles are going to go into the uh, teaching field so they can do this and be part of it, um, and it's going to embolden the pedophiles to you know become more involved in teaching the uh, schools, young school, young schools, where I mean where they teach young children. Um, they're very they're very intelligent people. These I don't want to disparage the teachers because I'm not saying that the teachers are. Some will become well, some you know the teachers that may come in there are going to be pedophiles because that's what they want to do. They want to manipulate the children. I'm not saying that all of the teachers are doing it, but there's going to be a, a, a percentage of teachers that will do that. And um, the people who are writing this bill, I don't know what they're – I've been learning about it. I've been trying to read more about it. And, I, you know, being a victim and no longer a victim, you know, I'm, I'm a survivor today. And um, I don't want these kids to have to go what I went through. It was very painful for me from ages 6 to 12, you know, some people very close to me, you know, and um, a doctor, you know, and it's just like, yeah, uh, my father, you know,
2: positions of trust abused and you were the victim of this.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Let me ask you a question. You say you're a survivor, but this still what happened to you still informs your life today from what I'm hearing. Is that true?
0: Say that one more time.
2: So, in other words, you still, you still, even though you're a survivor, this, the trauma that you experience being violated like this as a child still impacts your life today.
0: My God, it does. I'm, uh, I, it happened between 6 and 12 years old. I didn't remember until I was 24 years old, my first rehab for drinking and drugging. Um, by the time I, um, I'm now 56 years old, and I'm due to go to a post-traumatic stress disorder, Program real soon within the next couple of months. I probably have to do a rehab before I do that because I have been drinking a lot um, lately, and um, I have a tendency to do some things. You know, I mean, I get all these thoughts, uh, crazy thoughts that are in my head all the time. They're called intrusive thoughts. I have nightmares, and um, you know, I, I'm a mutilator. I cut myself quite often, and I look at my arms right now; they're all cut up. And um, it's time. You know, I have to get more help myself, but uh, I remembered some help that I got a while ago, and I want to go back to being that guy again. I don't, I don't want to be out here drinking all the time, you know.
2: Tommy, we're going to pray for you. We hope <clears throat> that you are able to recover fully. Thank you for sharing your story with us, and, and I'm sure that many people are hearing this, and they're alarmed. This child abuse happened to you when you were that age. You're wondering what is going on in the schools. Why are they trying to sexualize children so young? Thank you, Tommy, for the call. Let's one, go one to Margaret. Thing, one, yes. One more thing. Go ahead, Tommy. Oops. Tommy, you can hello? call us back. At, yeah, Tommy, go
0: ahead. One, yeah, more, one thing. more thing. Yeah. the um, one of, I was in school and my, I was in a Catholic school when I was younger. And during that time, one of the brothers, uh, from the, uh, that was one of my teachers. He was a brother and he, uh, used me as well. And that's kind of like, why I worry because he was so close to the school. And, um, it's just—it was tough because I don't know what's going to happen with all these kids. You know, people need to be careful and maybe teach your children before they go into school and start learning this stuff and them what kind of what they believe. Talk to your children, be in their lives. You know, that's all Thank I got to say. Thank you very much, Bill. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tommy. Thank
2: you. God bless you, Tommy. Margaret Ardsley, welcome. WABC Talk Radio seventy-seven. You're on with James Golden, A.K.A. Bo Snirvely.
12: Hi, James. I got a couple of. Um Points. I think they're all connected in in a certain way. Um, The first thought I had was about how gays to make sure that they were not to be connected with child predators. And um, it doesn't seem like this is happening at the at this point. I'm wondering why aren't they angry that this is happening with our kids? Um, And and in the 70s and the 80s, they used to have something about. about about boys not using guns and boys can play with dolls and they have this doll my buddy and and all this stuff and what happened the boys you know they they still use guns they still like would they would use their finger or whatever to be you know play as a gun and you know how does that how does that pan out i think men are still men i think women are still women in general and um and here's
2: how it pans out. It pans out that in Florida, a bunch of boys decide, oh, what'll happen if we shoot ourselves with real ammunition but we're wearing a bulletproof vest? That's how it pans out.
12: That's how it pa- it doesn't work.
2: Oh damn, um, they kill Kenny again. Yeah, that's how it pans out. Because drug- boys are boys and in in many cases. Not all cases, but I mean this you're talking about something that look, there are there is I remember Rush used to talk about this all the time. That Time Magazine was amazed that they they had an article out that <clears throat> that uh, I'm, let me see if I can remember it. That men and women are different, and then the surprise: wow, they're born that way. And this was a magazine article that that happened maybe a decade or two ago. And Rush never got tired of talking about that article because they seemed to be amazed that men and women were born different. And wow, look at the way that that's playing out today.
12: I think that with this law in Florida about don't say gay and everything, I think that the reason why they're misrepresenting it is because they want the gay community to come and back up the law without ever reading what it's really about. And um, I don't know why doesn't the gay community come out and say we're against bullying you know, and not only the gay community, all of us, why are we saying against bullying and not against teaching children at the age of five or six about sexuality? Um,
9: Interesting. But
12: As far as the drugs for changing, you know, for um, altering your sexual, um, you know, orientation, you know, well, why is they coming out with the fact that it's dangerous and that parents need to know that their kid could die?
2: Right. Now, Margaret, we have brought that up on the show that according to reports, there is a 50% or, or a large percentage, I don't want to say 50 because I don't have it in front of me, and I don't want to give any wrong information, but there is a much higher percentage of earlier deaths from people that use these puberty blockers. And also, if you're using them as a child, what kids don't understand and fully grasp is, that you could be infertile for the rest of your life. And that just comes with the territory. And these are children. These are not mature beings that are making these, that these decisions are being made for.
12: Well, the thing of it is, is is the drug companies behind it, behind keeping that that a a secret?
2: Well, the drug companies from, again, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, had never intended these these, uh, blockers, these puberty blockers to be used for this. And from what I understand, and I'm still waiting for correction if I'm wrong. The FDA has never approved their use for transgender, uh, for trans- transgender processes. These puberty blockers were meant for very rare cases when children that were prepubescent had started puberty early and it was a huge medical problem for them. And it was only for that small number of cases. These drugs have never been approved for the purposes that they're being used for now. That is what I read, and that's what, unless I get some other information that that's not the case, I read that the FDA has never approved these drugs for that purpose. Margaret, got to run to a break. Love you. Thanks for the call. We'll be back, folks. WABC Talk Radio 77. We are the crown jewel of American radio, and we're coming right back right after this.
1: Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdley, is on the air. 77 WABC.
2: As we celebrate Motown, this is Martha Reeves and the Vandellas on 77 at WABC. Talk Radio 77 in New York. Later tonight, music radio WABC with Cousin Brucie. And following this show... One of the preeminent economists in the world, Larry Kudlow. Keep it here on WABC all day. We're celebrating Motown this weekend. One of the original members of the Funk Brothers, that was the Motown house house band, has passed away. So a celebration of all the Funk Brothers, all the Motown artists that gave us so much. I mean, you think about the girl groups, the Diana Ross, the Supremes, Martha Reeves, the Vandellas, the Marvelettes, and then some of the other female artists, Tammy Terrell, Brenda Holloway, Mary Wells, Motown's roster of talent was simply Incredible. Don't, un- don't understand it. Like now that me don't know what to do what like a Burning in my heart. I can't keep from yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, what energy here, right? <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Yeah, WABC Talk Radio 77. Let's head back to the telephones. Tony, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Welcome, WABC. How are you, Tony?
13: Hi, I'm fine. Good morning to everyone. Oh, I wanted to speak about this, this bill that's being passed. Um, it I has feel been that
2: passed. Whoa, whoa, it has been passed. This is the law. This curriculum starts in September. No debate. It's done. This is a done deal unless somehow people are able to change this, this is what is happening in New Jersey schools starting this September. Okay, go ahead.
13: So, Just because the state or the federal government or any other agency makes something legal does not make it mor- morally right in God's eyes there. The, um, the, and, and it's not for us to even – judge other people. It's it's the worst thing that we can do there. The the best thing is is just to point people in the direction of the answer, the true word of God. And and it's very clear how God feels about all these issues. There's no confusion there. There's confusion just when you start to have, get outside of God's word. Um, And and I think that this is, I, I spoke on this once on your program. This is, it's not child grooming. This is child exploitation. Clearly it's a, child exploitation and and just for people they need to realize that they need to raise their own children this is the only solution is that the parents need to wake up and 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 need to see the truth for what it is and it will become very clear to you god will open your eyes to what the truth is and you will see this here it's it's a parent thing here because the legislators will go any way the wind blows we well, see
10: that but
2: yeah tony you make some ahead. excellent points as you always do my friend And I appreciate that. Now, look, people say, and, you know, people get a little sometimes twitchy when you say, oh, it's a God thing. Look, one of the things that held America together in America's worst days, and I'm talking about the days, let's go back to the Depression era. Let's go back to even before that. Let's go back to the, the Jim Crow era when it was really horrid and being enforced by Democrats. Let's go back even to slavery which was being enforced by Democrats in America. And one of the things that held America together was that there were so many religious people in this country that some, and some of them, of course, were behind the abolitionist movement, and they said, okay, this isn't right. And they worked for change. If you look for um, God fearing people, God-loving people, you will find them in the suffrage movement. You will find them behind every single great advancement of freedom and liberty in America, including the civil rights movement. And we are approaching right now another age. We are in another age where these culture wars have taken front and center of America's life. The difference now is that religious people, people of faith, And I'm not saying a particular religion. I'm talking about all the religions and all the spiritual uh, um, pathways that people have found to live their lives. Right now, that is not as prevalent in the American culture. And what is prevalent in the American culture, I urge people all the time to take a look at. If you look at what is prevalent now in many parts of black culture, it's, it's, it's horrific. You have this glorification of the this, this so-called street life of gangsterism. You have rampant misogyny taking place in the quote-unquote arts like music and rampant um, bigotry and, and hateful memes that are exposed. And, and it's just, it's shameful. Actually, one wonders how a culture could devolve so quickly as some of the cultural pockets in America have. and, And why people aren't up in arms about it, especially when some of the mainstream media companies are in the front of it. And so now you look at this, where kindergartners, first graders, second graders are being sexualized. The one state that stood up against it first, Florida, has been under attack from the President of the United States and continues to be under attack from the President of the United States and his spokesperson. You look at what has happened in Alabama now. They've said, okay, no more of this. You look at what has happened in Texas, and then you look at the reaction from liberals. California this week has banned official travel to Florida and to Texas. I guess they better go back and start banning Alabama, too. Pretty soon, if this continues, there will be no official travel from Florida to about half of the United States. They won't be allowed to travel, which, by the way, might be a good thing. Anyway, our number duo is about wrapped up here. Our number three. We've been all waiting for it. The Princess of Policy, the one and only Princess Di, joins us. And we've got a lot more news, too. Some of it, eh, it's not great. But then we do have news that's not bad. So stick around. Be part. 800 wabc The telephone number to call if you'd like to join us. And the remaining hour we have left. This, the fastest Saturday program in media. It's going by quickly. Join us. We're coming right back.
1: It's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio.
2: We are in the final hour of our Saturday morning radio extravaganza if you'd like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call. At 1-800-848-9222. As is the case every Saturday in our final hour, we have with us the Princess of Policy, America's Princess of Policy, Diana Mee. Princess Diane, we are looking forward to chatting with her in a little bit. Uh, you know, John Durham has demanded documents from the DNC, the Hillary Clinton campaign, and Fusion GPS. These are all the entities involved in the Russia scam, the Russia collusion scam. And Durham has now revealed in a 23-page filing that out of um, 1,455 documents withheld, there, only, there are only 18 emails and attachments that actually involve an attorney, which undermines their claim of attorney-client privilege. In other words, they're just hiding the documents. This is a typical Clinton move whenever there's a scandal. Anybody that has lived through Whitewater, Travelgate, and the assorted Clinton scandals all the way through the Clinton Foundation scams, this is so typical of their playbook. They do not give the information up. And by the way, Hillary Clinton's emails are still lost from the FBI. The FBI in this country can manage to find, using Facebook and whoever and all the social media, they can find almost every single person that walked in the Capitol on January 6th. They have the resources to track down people from all over the country. They can find them off of video. And yet they can't find Hillary Clinton's freaking emails. And now they tell us that they've lost Joe Biden, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah, right. I've been saying for a long time that the FBI, and I have to also put a disclaimer here. There are many great agents in the FBI and, and administrators who are faithfully executing their oaths of office. And I don't want to disparage them. However, the leadership of the FBI has been corrupt for decades and decades. And the problems in the FBI stem all the way back to that insepid J. Edgar Hoover, who should have never been honored by having a building named after him. This is a man who trampled over American freedoms and rights. And, had, and he was never held account to it in his time. And, and and instead, they honor him. You talk about the swamp. They should call the swamp the J. Edgar Hoover swamp, as far as I'm concerned. And it's still, and these problems still are in, embedded in the FBI and the Department of Justice to this day. When Republicans come in, they can't clean it up. It is so, this This corruption is so embedded into the bureaucracy. By the way, just like New York City's bureaucracy has been embedded with corruption since the days of Tammany Hall, and they still are embedded. Some of these agencies are still embedded with corruption. Anybody remember the Donald Manor scandal, the parking violation scandal, how much money was being siphoned out? of of parking meters and put into people's pockets in New York City. Anybody remember that? I mean, this guy was the president of the borough president of Queens ended up stabbing
3: himself in the chest with a knife when he got caught. Yikes. They killed Kenny. Nancy Pelosi is blaming <laughs>
2: Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Pramila Jayapal. She says they want to be the queen bee, both of them, and they've made her life miserable. There's a new book out called This Will Not Pass. New York Times reporters Jonathan Martin and Alex Burns, and boy, Pelosi is letting loose. She said in an article this week, with an inter- interview with Time Magazine, she has a fear for our democracy. If Republicans take back the House, well, get used to it, Nancy, as they very well may be poised to do. However, she insists that she doesn't have any intention of the Democrats losing the Congress. She thinks they're going to pick up seats rather than lose 10 to 15.
3: She also said that she, you couldn't pay her She said, you couldn't pay me a
2: billion dollars to run for speaker again. She's had it. And she's mad that she had
3: to grovel for votes last time. She vented about it. And she's mad that she had to cancel the infrastructure vote because of the
2: progressives in her party. She also hinted that she has some dirt. On Xavier, um, this guy, Xavier Becerra, the uh,
3: Bidens picked to run uh, Health and Human Services. She said Biden should have never picked him.
2: And she says, I may have some valuable information on him. Well, that's not such a veiled threat. By the way, this guy, that guy Becerra, he was a such a partisan when he was in California. He's one of the ones responsible for the sanctuary state votes out there. He is a rabid anti-Trumper, a rabid Republican hater, and he has totally botched up his job at Health and Human Services. It, it's, it's, he does not get good press. And unlike Pete Buttigieg, who no one really wants to get bad press to, even though he's another one that doesn't know what he's doing and was unqualified to the job, Xavier a uh, uh, Becerra never gets good press anymore. Mayor Pete manages to get good press no matter how insane or how, no matter what insane remarks he makes, there's no
3: criticism of him. Incompetence on parade. Judicial Watch. You know, we're going to have Tom Fitton on
2: one day soon. Judicial Watch has been a force for good for many decades. And they won a significant battle in California. California, this week, you may have heard about the case, they declared the state's racial, ethnic, and LGBTQ quota for corporate boards to be unconstitutional. These, these, these Democrats in California had the gall to tell businesses how they had to stock up their board of directors with their quotas. And the Supreme Court threw it out. Clearly unconstitutional, we can thank Judicial Watch for that, and i want to we want to talk with Tom Fitton one of these days he's done an amazing job over at Judicial Watch, and that is he has helped so many Americans and so many businesses and that's our equivalent of the ACLU. and Judicial Watch deserves to be supported. They are out there fighting now there's an article in the Federalist and Federalist is a great site. Among the many great sites that I read, AmericanWireNews.com, Review, The Federalist, Just the News, Daily Caller, Daily Signal, Washington Examiner. We, we have a growing industry
3: on the right. Workers caught between, this is from the Federalist, workers, workers caught between big business and big labor need support. And basically, basically,
2: what they're suggesting in this article is that Republicans start to actually pay attention to the needs of, quote unquote, the workers, like over at Amazon and Starbucks, who are enduring mistreatment at the hands of major corporations helmed by woke crony capitalists. And they see this as an opening. For Republicans to actually get support and give support to those workers who are caught up in these corporations. That is an interesting idea. For years, by the way, I have been saying that there should be a natural alliance between the animal rights activists and the Republicans who are pro life. It's waiting to happen. And we don't have to be. Enemies with some of these people that are on the hard left. In fact, we can persuade them because some of the goals are so similarly similar into being
3: at least uh, allied on certain cases. So I wonder what you think. This should be an interesting time
2: for Republicans if they can, quote unquote, expand expand and Donald Trump did exactly that. See, this is the thing that wigs me out. Donald Trump did that. He appealed to the blue-collar Americans. We haven't we hadn't seen anything like it since Ronald Reagan. And yet the Republican establishment did all they could To stab him in the back. That's why I was so incensed yesterday at that ad that they're running that insults Republican voters. If you didn't hear that, let me just briefly recap it. The NRCC sent out an advertisement. I mean, yesterday, I was just livid. I read it right before the show. And it says, we tried to warn you, but you kept ignoring us. Now, you're letting your fellow Republicans and our country down with each passing day. This is what comes out of the NRCC. That's the Republican committee that's supposed to be trying to elect House members. This is how they're trying to raise money from you, Republicans. They're telling all of us. Now, you're letting your fellow Republicans and our country down with each passing day. And then they say, well, this is your final chance to renew your 2022 House membership and help Republicans win back the House majority. You can be the patriot who finally helps fire Nancy Pelosi and blah, blah, blah. Or you can ignore this message, do nothing, and watch Democrats destroy this country. And guess what happens? If you send them money, guess what they give you? They give you a little card that says you're a member. Wow, we another card for your wallet or to sit in the drawer somewhere Wow we after insulting you, telling you that you're letting Republicans, your fellow Republicans, and you are letting America down. This is how these Republicans over at the NRCC want to raise money from you by insulting you. And these are the people, mind you. These House Democrats, remember what they've done? Remember, these are the people that told us they were going to get rid of Obamacare. How'd that work out? These are the people that never supported Donald Trump when he tried and tried and tried to bring some order to the border. These are, some, these are the same Republicans who stabbed Donald Trump in the back when he was trying to bring China To heal against all of the intellectual property thefts, the currency manipulation that China has been doing, the tariffs. These are the people that never supported Donald Trump. These are the people who support the deep state, many of them. I can tell you some stories, too, about things that I was told. I haven't been able to verify them. That's why I don't go that much. But I'll give you an example. Under one Speaker of the House, I won't name who because I haven't been able to verify this, I was told by members of Congress that they were being um, incumbent conservatives, that one of the House Speakers, Republicans, had actually sent some money and were sending money to a third-party PAC to try to get Republicans primaried out, incumbents because they wanted more moderate and more rhinos in there. Do I have proof that it happened? No. Do I believe it could
3: have happened? Absolutely yes. And yet they're going to tell you that you let your fellow Republicans and
2: you let our country down. One of these days, somebody's going to do an expose on where donor money goes in the Republican Party and how much of it is in the consultants' pockets And these consultants, in some cases, don't seem to care whether the Republicans win or lose, but they do plenty fine by themselves. They get plenty rich
3: being consultants every single cycle. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the Princess of Policy,
2: our very own Diana Me don't go away
1: welcome to the golden age of radio james golden aka bo snurdly is on 77 wabc
2: wabc talk radio 77 in new york
1: time for a Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Die.
2: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, her oneness nests with the universe is among us. She is the princess and the queen of all she surveys. We mortals are just her mere subjects. We await our marching orders, our talking points. From the absolute intelligentness and royalness of Princess Di, Diana Me, Your Majesty, Your Highness, we beseech you, look upon us with favor today. Tell us how to think.
11: Sir James, that is
3: always so
2: much fun. How are you? I am, I am, I am, I was working myself up into a frenzy. And thank goodness, Diego's like, listen, uh, Princess Dies on the line, you have to stop now. Okay. I, I, I told him during the break, I said, I'm sorry, Diego, I can't help it. Every time I start on that story with these freaking ads from these Republicans, I work myself up into a total freaking tizzy. And I just, I did,
3: I, I,
11: it's not bad, though. I, I think you're right to be in a tizzy. I think we more of us should be, and they should hear it from us. I in just the can't. So I'm just, Republican.
2: I know we're not even supposed to be talking about this again today. I just can't believe that these people think that this is how they should raise money from us by telling us that we we are the problem. Hey, yeah. you idiots! You are letting America down. Now give us some money. <laughs>
11: This is, you know, this is an important subject. It is not uh, marginal because this is a structural, systemic problem in the Republican Party. You have the voters who have a certain agenda who want certain things advanced in Washington, and then you have a Republican structure that is turning that energy away and fighting against it. And before we can advance the agenda, this has to be fixed. And you can't fix it when you're going to war with people aiming at you.
2: Thank you. Yes. And that's what they're doing. They're aiming at us, these people. Anyway, yeah. uh, you sent me a story that absolutely almost had me as incensed as this one because I just couldn't believe that this. It's like, wait a minute, you got to be kidding me. California, here's the headline, folks. <laughs> if you think that everything that you've heard today or what's happening in New Jersey, we're implementing this, 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 this sexualization for children statewide in New Jersey, if you think that's over the top, if you think all these other crime stories that you hear have been over the top, if you think the story that you heard out of Florida of of the three guys that are saying, Oh, let's shoot each other with bulletproof <laughs> vests and shocked that it ended badly. <laughs> boys will be boys. You're right. Damn, we kill <laughs> Kenny again. Anyway, <laughs> California looks to let illegals become police officers.
11: <laughs> Oh, my goodness. This is one of the most mind blowing, literally mind blowing stories. You remember a lot of science fiction stories where they would make the robot explode by giving contradictory sentences and the robot would try and, and. Well, this is like that to me. How can you have an illegal immigrant as a law enforcement officer it makes no sense it is one of these things that my brain cannot even get around how can you have a law enforcement officer not be a legal citizen it it is just, it, 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 just, but it's California and it's the left. And this is consistent with how they think they want to devalue citizenship. They Everything they do devalues citizenship and they do not believe in the law. So it doesn't matter to them if the initial, you know, interaction with our country has been to break the law to come in here. So this is a Democrat liberal philosophy that is very consistent across all their policies. So it shouldn't surprise us, but yet it is just, it, it gives me a headache. I cannot even conceive and of it. And this
2: woman that introduced this bill comes from Oakland, Berkeley, yeah, Hurst, Berkeley. and Richmond. Now, <laughs> now, but Oakland is one of the most crime-ridden areas in California, okay, and has yeah. and has been. And so what does this woman do? Oh, I know. <clears throat> what you get from these people is, oh, let's defund the police. Oh, no, on second thought, Let's stock the police up with illegal immigrants. That'll help us. That'll help us fight crime.
11: (laughs) And I think you should name her. She is state senator. Nancy Nancy Skinner. Skinner. Yes. And she should be made famous by you and your show so that people will basically laugh at this notion because the ridicule is the only response to the idea that you can have an illegal immigrant be a law enforcement officer that is just,
2: Now, we talked yesterday about the Texas governor idea. Texas Governor Abbott, he's saying, okay, yep, okay, you're going to flood the zone with illegal immigrants. And by the way, this is really flooding the zone. We are talking about in one year there could be up to six million, six and a half million illegal immigrants coming through the borders. That is bigger than any immigrant surge in any other time in our history this will fundamentally change the way that many states and cities in this country have to operate because they cannot accommodate that crush of illegal immigrants looking for benefits from the state as well. This is going to be problematic. But one of the things that Abbott has done, as you pointed out yesterday, he's saying, okay, come on, we're going to bust you up to D.C. And that set off the little firecracker Jen Saki. She was just hot under the collar. Well, this is just a publicity stunt. Well, it turns out this is not a publicity stunt. There, There's some movement on this, right?
11: Well, there is. I, they have the buses apparently ready to go. They haven't actually bused anyone yet, but apparently they're getting requests from a lot of these towns that have been the dumping grounds, quote-unquote, for a lot of these people who the Biden administration is letting over the border. And they've come to a lot of Texas towns, they've deliberately been put into a lot of red areas, believe it or not, all across the country. And so those towns have sent requests to the governor saying, send us the buses, we will get these people on there and send them to DC. So it hasn't happened yet, but I thought yesterday that this would require a voluntary movement uh, on these migrants and that they wouldn't do it because they'd rather get on a plane. But it looks like they're expecting this to actually happen. We'll just have to monitor it. It's one of those things that could go either way. The other things that uh, Abbott is doing are actually in place the razor wire the container ships the you know slowing down of uh, letting cars vehicles come come across the border those things are happening so we'll see if the busing to dc happens i hope so because that would be fabulous
2: i want to see this happen i want to see the buses dropping near the capitol and then you talk about a wall hell they'll put up that gate so quick again surrounding the capitol <laughs> you don't you won't know what hit you They will put up a wall around the Capitol if all of a sudden buses from Texas start dumping illegal immigrants right off, right across the street from the Capitol by the score. You want to see a wall come up in D.C., there you'd have it.
11: And also, if a lot of these people end up voting Republican, which is happening generationally on the Hispanic community, that they are moving toward the Republican Party. So if you have this consistently happening, you're going to have that wall come up before you can even breathe. I wonder if the
2: NRCC is going to put out a Hispanic version of their ad blaming the new Hispanic voters on letting down the country. Probably. Now, the, con- the Congressional Black Caucasians, <laughs> yes, the Congre- that's what Rush used to call the Congressional Black Caucus, and I will happily carry on the tradition. The Congressional Black Caucasians are now saying, coming to the realization, that they're not going to get any of the big items that they wanted from Joe Biden, that once again, Joe Biden has let them down, except for the Supreme Court Justice Katanji. And um, so all of the other stuff they wanted, they're not going to get. So now they're, they're singing a different tune. Oh, let's just settle. Let's just settle for, for what we can get done. We don't have to be absolutist. And what is your take on this? My take, Diane, before you even give yours, my take is that the congressional black Caucasians and the Hispanics, the uh, Hispanic caucus, They have never realized the game that Democrats play on them. They never. It's like with immigration. Democrats have been talking this crap for years. Where's DACA? They have the House. They have the Senate. They have the White House. How come they didn't Uh amend DACA? They never amend DACA because they don't want to solve the problem. They want to run on Republicans every election cycle. See, these Republicans are evil. They hate you. Uh They won't even give you DACA. When they're in power, they don't do any of it. They didn't. They didn't fix the immigration. We need a comprehensive immigration. Ref- Where is it? How come you didn't do it? And they have say, been saying the same things to black people for years and years. Now it's the voting rights thing. Oh, we gotta get this voting rights thing. They don't really want voting rights changed. They want the issue so that they can pretend that Republicans are racist. And but now, now comes up election time. And so now when they have to face the voters, here's what the congressional black Caucasians say. Well, we just can't get everything done. We're just going to have to settle on the small stuff. Now, look, y'all, we really we really want y'all one of these days to understand that we are trying to work for you, right? We're trying to do the right thing for you, but we just can't get it done. We just can't unless you send us to Congress again, and unless you give us some more money, then maybe we can try to get it done next time. What's your your take on this?
11: I had a very similar take. This is a sad, sad story, but in a good way. (laughs) This is Politico's, you know, basically feeling sympathy. But, you know, you read through it, and it is just, first of all, they do not blame the actual perps which is the democrat party they have been brought to the table there they've got a state at the table but everyone ignored them and didn't do anything that they had been promised and the political article said they it it seems they haven't changed the social fabric of america as they once envisioned (laughs) i mean that's The promises that were given in the beginning of the Biden administration, these sweeping legislation, and none of it has happened. And the Democrats have not helped them. And now they're you know sort of trying licking their wounds and trying to encourage each other. Well, you know we just want to be practical. We just want to be pragmatic. We don't want to be emotional. And so this is just a long article about failure, and it's a good thing in that. You'd, we want these terrible things to fail. We do not want a lot of the idea, like getting rid of the filibuster was one of their agenda items and that has failed. The Democrats didn't help them get anything. And so they're settling on basically making the sentencing disparities go away between crack and powder cocaine. And that a lot of Republicans agree with, so they're actually being bipartisan and seeking the agreement with Republicans. That's what they're relegated to, coming in from changing the social fabric of America to begging Republicans to help them on their legislation.
2: And by the way, the people that put in place the uh, the, the disparities on crack and powder cocaine were Democrats doing the bill crack Clinton epidemic crime bill.
3: That's yes, right. Absolutely. Bill
2: Clinton crime bill. As yep. as Hillary Clinton would say, to to protect them from the super predators, yeah, right, y'all
11: dark so super the race predators, is Democrats, yes, and so this is what happens to people who put their hopes in the Democrat Party. I mean, they basically want their power and their vote, and they want their you know rhetorical abilities to basically help them make the argument at election time. But after election time, nope. No value. And this is what you get. It's it's sad, but as I say, it's encouraging because none of these negative things have succeeded.
2: Well, on that happy note, we see we ended up with good news. And on that yes. happy note, my princess, I bow down to you and say thank you again. <laughs> and, uh, oh. you know, Diana, next week. We'll just see what else is there. I sure do hope that we see some buses headed up to Washington. Thank you, Princess Diana. Absolutely, Thank you, sir, James. <laughs> the WABC Talk Radio 77 coming back with more of your calls right after this. Don't go away.
1: Phone oh, knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC.
2: Diana Ross. Through
1: the mirror of my mind. Time, and the Supremes. I see reflections of you
8: and me Reflections of...
2: One of my favorite Supreme songs ever. and Diana Ross and the Supremes. WABC Talk Radio 77. Remember, Larry Kudlow comes up next. And tonight, a Music Radio WABC. Meanwhile, let us go uh, to the telephones. And Joe in Brookhaven, thank you for waiting. What's on your mind this morning?
3: Good morning, sir. How are you? Good Joe how are you doing? i'm good little groggy i'm i listening to the whole show
14: fantastic, and thank you so much because you brought all this out about this sexual gender uh indoctrinating the children uh that you and you really started it you are you know you're the catalyst the forefront. I've been listening to you, and I've spoken to you about it weeks and weeks ago, and you got this whole ball rolling thank you so much. Because I'm just, I'm wow. actually reading the post right now. I'm reading the post here as I'm listening to Princess die, and I'm reading that article on it, on what's going on in Jersey there. And uh, that's all over. It's in Long Island, it's all over the country. We're at a war against the kids, and you brought this to the forefront. They're attacking our kids. This should, that uh, course should run naturally. And that's a sacred thing, discussion of the birds and bees between the mom and the daughters or the grandma and daughters and the aunts and the women come together and the men come together. And, man, I had it was awkward. My father, when I was about 12, birds and bees, But it goes into this uh, puberty blocker. And I looked up. I said, how many kids are actually getting prepubescent? And they call it precocious. Never heard the word. That's, I guess that's the term for it. Okay. So one out of every 5,000. And I remember years ago, remember they said the hormones injected to the cows were causing... Uh, oh, dependence. yeah, I remember that.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
14: And they were getting uh, growing breasts early, getting hair where they weren't at age six, seven. It's normally 10. It goes up to 10. So what is the bigger picture? Like your whole show has been saying, why do you do this? Why is it left? That's a question you've been trying to say somebody. Why do a weirdo want to talk to somebody, uh young child or even a grooming... Uh, Why do they want to talk to them about sex when it should be in the home and the parents? You want to talk about genitals? Why not send... The parents should discuss what the penis is, what the vagina is, what the breasts are when they start coming of age. Because I grew up, personally, I grew up with seven sisters. And, you know, and they... Trust me.
2: When you're young, they dress you
14: up in dresses. They (laughs) want to (laughs) play makeup. Oh, no
2: doubt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're the you're the living doll baby. They this yes. They're practicing. They're practicing skills, and I'm not going to step in it and say what kind of skills they're practicing, but they're practicing skills for later in life.
14: And, And James. I I learned about spin the bottle in sixth grade. That was my first introduction. I didn't know anything, you know, and you learn and you grow. And now, so I want to say the percentage of these kids, now if you have 100 kids in the classroom, how many are actually going to grow up to be homosexual or trans, according to the statistics, or trans, uh, whatever, how many? Transgender, yeah. Maybe one. Maybe one. Maybe well, not, not anymore. Am... By
2: the way, one, there's a new video from the woman that spoke about having a pan child and a transgender child. She's a Disney executive, and she was saying that her son told her that this is now her her her. I don't know whether it's her pan son or her transgender son. This is the Disney executive. I didn't play this because it it came after we we played the original quotes. But she said her son told her, according to a no, new study quote, unquote, this is the queerest generation, end quote, that has now come out, that they have more members that are turning to this of their generation. So <clears throat> for some reason, I wonder why, the idea of uh, transgenderism seems to be taking hold with today's youth. Hmm, I wonder why. Joe, thank you for your call. So appreciated, my friend. Thank you so much. Let us go to John in Bergen County, New Jersey. John, welcome. Where are you in Bergen County, if you want to say? If you don't, it's okay.
7: I'd prefer not to. I'm in okay. the heart of cancel culture, so I'd prefer not to.
2: Okay. I know where you are then. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I lived in Bergen uh, County for a while. I know where you are then. <laughs> okay, John.
14: Go uh, ahead. I wish, you was, I wish you were still here. Uh, I just wanted to make a point uh, about something you said earlier, and it's about the educational system in this country. Um, You cannot continue to graduate 1.7 to 2 million indoctrinated kids a year and expect this country to last. Donald Trump or the Republican Party, whoever nominee is, should make the number one issue in this country charter schools. If he was to run on charter schools, he would he would break up the hold on the cities, the voting hold on the cities that the Democrats have The, the people in the inner city of. All these major cities want charter schools. It doesn't matter if you're red, white, blue, black, white, or green. The parents want their kids educated. If you ran on that issue,
6: you would crush the Democrats in the inner cities in America.
2: Can I prove, can I Can I give you proof of how right you are, John? Yes, sir. Let me ask you a question, and it's not a trick question. If you know the answer, cool. If you don't, cool. What? is the biggest civil what was the biggest civil rights demonstration in America in the last 40 years? Do you know? I don't. Okay, let me tell you. It was in Tallahassee, Florida. Here's what happened. When Andrew Gillum was running for governor against Ron DeSantis, Gillum promised <laughs> that he was going to get rid of the charter school support. That was part of Florida law. He promised that to his um, teacher union buddies. And the teacher unions also were working to reduce charter school availability in Florida. The parents got involved and the parents held a rally, a civil rights rally in Tallahassee. And you never saw the pictures from this because Democrats will not ever want you to see the pictures of this. It was the largest civil rights demonstration in America since the civil rights movement. 10,000 or more parents came out, many of them black and Hispanic. And they showed up in Tallahassee and they said, demanding that their charter schools be left alone. And Martin Luther King Jr. was there. People from the left were there. People from the right were there. You can find footage of this on YouTube, and you can see the crowd yourself, and you can hear the speeches of it. I was unaware of it until someone associated with charter schools, I was having a discussion with them, they told me about it the same way I'm telling you about it. I said, what? How come I haven't seen this before? It's there. And here's the kicker. Black women and Hispanic women turned out for Ron DeSantis because he said he would keep the charter schools and that he would support the charter schools for their children. And that was his margin of victory. That is a story that Democrats do not want you to know. And that is a story that has been suppressed by the mainstream media because it goes against their narrative. Black and Hispanic women gave Ron DeSantis his margin of victory because of his pledge to stand behind charter schools for their children. If you can, folks, if you can YouTube and see this rally, it will blow your mind. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, with you here. Thanks for the call, on W-A- John, on WABC Talk Radio 77. Back with more of your calls right after this.
1: Talk Radio 77, WABC. Routine and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, is on the air. 77, WABC.
2: As we celebrate Motown, our final selection this morning, the marvelous mob and gay. that's for sure
3: Where did all the blue skies
2: yeah poison is the wind that blows from these northeast liberals and what they're doing to our schools and our children Eric in the Bronx, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77, you're here with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley.
6: Hi, Eric. Hi, Bo. Big, bad Bo, the Golden One Keeper of the Flame. Honor and the privilege, I want to thank you for getting me the correct book as well. My my daughter, I have two grandchildren going to school down in Cherry Hill, and my youngest one will be affected by this crap that the Alphabet Mafia The LBGQ, whatever it is, the Alphabet Mafia is trying to impose, and it has to be fought. And the thing is, all this stuff has been talked about in the Communist Manifesto, the Naked Communists, and people need to wake up because the Oreo effect of uh, Obama, Biden, and Harris, this is what's destroying this country. And I mentioned to you once before, I think, about... The seriousness of the cancel culture, because this is what this is, grooming, and exactly what you say, grooming these kids to accept all of this at at an early age. And what was really sad, but helpful, it was hearing the callers that talked about their experiences and how here they are in their late 50s and 60s and still affected by this. And this is what these people want to do. But there was a... Uh, The Orville, you can find it on demand. It was called The Orville. It's a takeoff of Star Trek, season one, episode seven. You watch this, just that one episode, and see what they do with cancel culture. And what was really disheartening was how it ends, when you find out what they do to nonconformists. And I really hope you watch this, because it'll be enlightening because this is what they want to do with cancel culture in this country and why they're grooming kids at such a young age to to accept all of this, that to Eric, make it like it's normal.
2: Thank you, sir. We appreciate your call. I'm sorry to be rushing you. I'm going to try to squeeze one more call in, and that would be Isabel, at least one more call. Isabel from Nassau County. Isabel, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77, you on with James Golden, a.k.a. Snerdly. What's up?
14: Hi, Bill. Um, nice to talk to you again. Um, There's so much stuff to talk about, but I want to tell you, I have four sons. I was raised in, you know, I grew up in Queens and I raised my four sons in in Queens. I never forget how as a single mom, I did everything to keep my sons out of the public school system. And so um, I, I actually, two of them went to private school. The other ones, I did everything. I even put them in a different school district so they could have a better education so black parents and hispanic parents you're right are always looking for the better alternative when it's when it comes to the school systems so that's a, that's an issue that the republican party needs to take up because the democrats will never deliver this they will never deliver that never so okay. I, you know you are right about that
2: thank you i want to thank i'm going to use your call to bounce off something i don't like to talk about my personal life very much but i i'm in this case i'm going to do it I am um, still, and this happened years ago um, in Florida. I became a board member uh, for a charter school. The charter school is called G Star Studios. This is one of the most unique experiences I've ever had in my life, folks. This is a school, you wouldn't believe it. This school has a complete sound stage um, that is, uh, they teach kids how to get into the um, movie business, the performing arts. It is a school dedicated to the arts. The student body is a mixture. Most of the student body comes from quote-unquote underprivileged backgrounds, but there are some that come from very wealthy backgrounds that attend the school as well. This school has never listened to this. You're going to think this is impossible, but this is true. There has never been a fight among students on the campus. There is no bullying. It's not permitted. The students are very well screened before they come in, so they have to have a record of behavior also, But this school also accepts everything. One of the most touching stories about this school, <clears throat> and I'm going to shorten this story, is that they admitted into the school an, an autistic child who had never, this is a high school, had never had any friends or didn't even participate much in school during the years he was there. His first day of school, he came home, and he began talking about his experience at G-Star. And his parents were because he had never, ever talked to them about anything that happened at school before. This is a child that had never had any friends. The first day he came to school, he was befriended by several of the students in the school, and he came home. His parents were in tears because this was the first time in his life this child ever had friends in his life. This is the kind of school, this is possible in America. This school, I'm so proud to be associated with it. And now they're trying, they're with a group called Charter School USA's, and they are trying to institute some of these high schools with the same principles around the, the same values in different parts of the country. It is working. And the kids, some of these kids have graduated. They work for some of the biggest entertainment companies in America, including Marvel, and, and some of them have worked on some of these blockbuster movies. And these kids come back. <clears throat> they are doing extremely well with their lives right now. They're trying to implement a new robotics program there, but I, I, diverse. Anyway, this is what is possible. American kids do not have to be subject to failure. They can be subject to excellence. And instead of putting all this emphasis on sexuality, put the emphasis on learning, learning skills, learning the skills that it takes to survive because it works. And Isabel is totally right. This is a winning issue. It is a winning issue for anybody who wants to delve into it because parents do want the best for their children. Most of the time, regardless of where they come from. So Republicans should take heed of this. This charter school, Movement is a big deal in America because it can prepare children to live their American dream. And the American dream is not dead. And one thing parents can also do is teach their children to achieve anyway. No matter what the obstacles are that are in front of your kids, they can succeed. This is America. This is still the land of opportunity. This is still the place where you can come from any strata in life, poverty stricken, and if you are determined and if you have the will and you have the ambition, you can make of your life what you want to make of your life. This is what so many of these athletes who bend on their knees don't understand, that it is up to individual and individual freedom and liberty for individuals to take advantage of of all that this wonderful country has to offer. And they too, every citizen, now look, success in life is never guaranteed. And sometimes you can work and work and the success still doesn't come. But by and large, people who work, people who are determined to achieve anyway, despite the articles, the, the obstacles that are put in front of them, will succeed. And there is no other country on the face of the earth That allows so many people from diverse backgrounds, from diverse levels of income, from every ethnic group, from every gender to succeed. And we are so blessed to be here in this country. And this is why we must preserve American freedom and liberty for future generations. So that this light in this world that is sometimes evil and horrible looking so that this light of America can still shine brightly. Well, there you have our three hours. Go so quickly. Glad you're here for our three-hour radio extravaganza on Saturday. We start at 7 o'clock every Saturday morning, back at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Monday through Friday. We are in New Jersey. We are in Pennsylvania, Connecticut. We are in New York City, the greatest city in the world. And of course, this is America, the most, the best, the most wonderful nation on the face of this earth. May God protect and bless each one of you and your families and look with special favor on those suffering
3: in Ukraine. We'll be back on Monday.
9: Bye.